1: This is Fantasy Football today from CBS Sports. On his way to the
2: end zone. I'll tell you what, I was with a spectacular
1: play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league.
2: What a play! Off to the races! Touchdown! Oh, he's done it again! Now
1: here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Beck.
0: It is Thursday. Week seven is here. Luckily, one starting quarterback looks like he will play tonight. Teddy Bridgewater will play, Baker Mayfield will not. Odell Beckham probably will not. Uh, it's going to be wild. How do we feel about Dearness Johnson now? So we did the preview yesterday. We're going to do it all again right now on Fantasy Football Today. Adam Azer, Jamie Eisenberg, and Heath Cummings. Other games we'll talk about today, guys, and you can tell me which ones you're most excited about. Colts, 49ers. Ravens, Bengals. Jets, Patriots. That's probably the one. Uh, Dolphins and Falcons. Chiefs and Titans. And Philadelphia at Las Vegas. What's the headliner there, Jamie?
2: Uh, Bengals-Ravens.
0: That's what I thought, too, as a first game we'll preview. Heath, what about you?
1: I'm just glad that that's a game with two good defenses that I'm excited to see as well. I think it's the, the headliner of the weekend. But there's no chance you're going to ruin it with a Bonanza. So <laughs> that's that's a positive.
0: Yeah, it's, I think got some tough starter-sit decisions. What in is your I Bonanza can. this week? I don't know. Probably Chiefs I, mean, I Titans, would assume right? it's
1: Chiefs-Titans, and it's going to be the end of Derrick Henry's run. I,
0: ha- <laughs> I haven't picked the DST that Heath is r- wrong but actually right about yet. So I'll try to do that before the show is over. We also have the Deshaun Watson rumor. <sighs> Busy show. Let's get started. Baker Mayfield is out. Case Keenum will start. You got both offensive tackles questionable for the Browns. You got a report this morning that Beckham seems unlikely to play. Landry looks like he's gonna be activated, and then we'll get to the Broncos in a second, which nothing's really changed there except maybe the game script. But Jamie, what do you like do you have confidence in any Cleveland Brown Cleveland Brown Cleveland Brown tonight?
2: No, and if I were the Browns, I would just almost and this is you know stupid to say, which I admit. but I would almost treat this like a preseason game and and just play. You know, nobody of significance, and make sure you're healthy for week eight because you're down your quarterback, you're down your two running backs. Uh, why risk the tackles if they're not 100 percent because you need them long term? Uh, See so if you go out and win the game with with your with your second team guys. You know, Keenum, uh, Darius Johnson, Demetri Felton. Uh, I don't even know if I'd risk Landry playing. You know, unless you want to get him some reps. Um, it's it's uh, you never want to throw away a game, but they're just so beat up. Like you don't want to risk anybody getting hurt more.
0: Mm, I think you just lost the locker room.
2: I don't think the players
0: are, are going to rally around that
2: message. Yeah, I mean you don't say that, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's happening for them. Yeah, yeah, no, they're right. They are going to have a lot of backups. So, like, the point would be is like, why rush you know Wills and Conklin out there if they're not a hundred percent? Why rush Beckham out there if he's not a hundred percent?
0: So, did you guys move the Ernest Johnson down when you found out Baker Mayfield was out? And did, does all of this no no Mayfield probably no Beckham does it actually make Felton? Yeah. A better option.
1: Heath? I don't know that it makes Felton a better option. I've, I've not moved him up, certainly. He's in that high-end, mid-range flex. We really don't know like if the Browns even have any intention of ever handing the ball to him. <laughs> They've used him more like a wide receiver and like the, the purest form of an airback, so it's a lot of speculation on Felton. I moved Johnson down a couple of spots. I'd like to move him down more, but I still think the most likely scenario is he's going to get 15 carries in this game. And I'm really not sure right now if the Broncos' run defense is very good. So he he's a low-end, borderline number two running back for me this week. Um, I don't really want to start him, and I didn't land him on waivers in very many leagues, so I don't have to worry about it. But you you might have to.
0: And then how about Jarvis Landry or Donovan Peoples-Jones? Jamie, any interest?
2: Not much. You know, I don't know how healthy Landry will be. Uh, again, how much he'll play. If there's gonna, you know, he's gonna be on snap count coming back from, you know, being on IR. Uh People's Jones catching passes from Case Keenum. Look, they're gonna score in some capacity. So whether it's Dearness Johnson, whether it's Felton, whether it's Njoku or, you know, whoever is gonna catch passes from Keenum, uh, the two receivers, somebody will find the end zone. I, I think this game honestly is, you know, it, like Heath said. If if you were stuck and you picked up Johnson this week because of the six teams on a bye and all the injuries at the running back spot, you know, hopefully he delivers for you. But I wouldn't have much faith in any of the Browns players in this game. You know, DFS is, you know, a different story. You know, in the showdown on FanDuel or DraftKings, you'll take some shots on different guys. But honestly, I would I would try to avoid the Browns if you can. Is it possible to spend
1: all of your money on in DFS tonight? Is it I don't possible. know if it is on FanDuel? It? Um, I think I was like a thousand <laughs> left over. I put my my FanDuel lineup together and literally just did it straight by my projections, the highest projecting lineup that I could possibly play. I had seven thousand dollars left over on FanDuel tonight.
0: <laughs> Crazy. Uh I so I'll just finish up Dearness Johnson or Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams.
1: Oh, both Broncos. I, I'm going with Dearness Johnson. I, he's not splitting, and he has a, a much better matchup in my mind. Okay. And I guess I
0: can ask some more Dearness Johnson stuff as we go through the show. T- in terms of the Broncos, I guess nothing's changed, right? Bridgewater's going to play. That's the way we previewed it. Maybe DST's a little bit better now. Uh, maybe they get maybe more carries. You know, I, I did mention this. The first three games of the year, they won. And you had more carries. You had I don't know, 12, 13 or so off the top of my head each for Williams and and Gordon. And in the last three weeks, they've lost, and it's been about nine carries per week for Gordon and uh, Williams. So that that helps. Hopefully, get them a little. Yeah,
2: more. I, I think you know game flow matters here. You know, so if if the Browns can't score and the Broncos have whatever lead they potentially have, however they get that lead, I think you're going to see a lot of those guys because Teddy's not 100 percent. You know, so why why are they going to have him drop back 34 times like we see when he gets his numbers? You know, so if you're rooting for Corlin Sutton and Noah Fant and Tim Patrick, you're rooting for the Browns to score points here somehow.
1: Yeah, and I do yeah. think there's probably more carries. There have been three teams whose running backs had at least 20 carries against the Browns. The Texans had 25 carries for 68 yards. The Vikings had 20 carries for 55 yards. And then last week, the Cardinals went crazy. 24 carries for 131 yards.
0: Yeah, do you think, so the spread is uh, still Cleveland minus two. It's gone from minus six to minus two, but I don't know. I mean, I, I guess I just kind of feel like the Broncos are going to win this game, but um, I guess if, if the spread is still the Browns as favorites, then I won't even consider, because there's only been one bad game for Bridgewater. It was the Jets game, and they, won, they he only threw 25 passes, but I guess we won't be preparing for that kind of game. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, we've got a lot more news to get to and players we love and players we're sitting in week seven, which is, uh, you know, we're starting everybody because all the good players are on by. But we are playing the FFT Start-Sit Challenge this week and all season long. Go to cbssports.com slash start-sit to play. Each week, answer 10 starter sit questions. Why wouldn't you want to do this? I mean, this is exactly what you're listening to the show for, right? And you win a customized Trophy Smack Championship belt with your name engraved. Uh, you can do that, obviously. If you know, not everybody's going to win that. Uh, the overall winner for the season gets a thousand dollars and a guest appearance on the podcast. One question this week: James Connor against Houston, Devontae Booker against the uh, against the Panthers, and Mike Davis at the Dolphins. Who do you guys like? James Connor, Devontae Booker, or Mike Davis in half PPR? Pick one.
2: Davis.
1: Uh, I think I have Booker ranked the highest. They're all very very close.
0: Yeah, and that's why it's on the webpage. So go to cbssportscom sit to play. Anybody picking up Deshaun Watson with these rumors that he might get traded to the Dolphins?
2: I didn't see any of the transactions uh in my league's where he got that he got picked up, so I'm going to say no, but if you have a deep roster, deep bench, it might not might not hurt. Um even if he gets traded, there's still no guarantee he's playing. You know? So just keep that in mind. You know, It's 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 clearly, I think, a Texans thing at this point while well, they're not playing him because they don't want him to get hurt if they are still trying to trade him. But we have no idea what the off-field scenario would develop for him, even if he goes to a new team.
0: Okay. And he, I believe last night he was 25% rostered. Right now Deshaun Watson is 32% rostered. So I guess not a mad rush to pick him up. Let's talk about players we love this week, Jamie. Who's our start of the week? Let's keep it going. Woo!
2: Yeah, thank you. Uh, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt Ryan is the start of the week, uh, taking on the Dolphins. Uh, we'll find out if Xavier Howard and Byron Jones are able to play. Uh, he gets Calvin Ridley back. He's uh, on a nice little roll, averaging 25 uh, fantasy points per game in his last four. And the Dolphins for the season give up 25 fantasy points per game to opposing quarterbacks. So um, the, the marriage works. And so hopefully uh, Matt Ryan will take advantage of this defense coming off a of bye week. And given the quarterback situation, what a lot of fantasy managers are dealing with, he's got top 10 upside this week. Heath, who do you got? Who do you like this week?
1: I'm staying in the same game. I'm staying in the same position. I love Tua, and Tua needs some love with all these Deshaun Watson rumors out there. It's unfair to him. He played one of his best games in terms of fantasy production last week against Jacksonville. I don't think this Falcons defense is any good at all. I don't think the Dolphins can run the ball. So I expect both Matt Ryan and Tua to be top 10 quarterbacks this week.
0: Yeah, and you know, I, I know people are a little desperate this week. If I told you that there was a wide receiver who has gotten seven targets every game he's played and he's facing the Falcons, you might want to consider Devontae Parker. I don't know how you guys feel about him, but he practiced this week or
1: yesterday. Well, rather. we'll find out more today. They had a walkthrough yesterday, so they, limited him, they listed him as a limited participant in a walkthrough.
0: Okay. All right. I, I hope he can play. I think he's an interesting sleeper. I for mean, sure. Yeah. Yes.
1: If he was active, I, I think he if he's active, he's a top forty receiver for sure, maybe top thirty. Right. And you know, we need
0: we need to reach this week. Uh players to avoid. Jamie, who you
2: got? Uh it's hard to avoid the Seattle receivers, but I'd like to avoid the Seattle receivers. <laughs> um, you know, just looking at how Geno Smith played last week, it was it wasn't good for those guys. And now you have Marshawn Lattimore taking away one and a good defense uh, on the other side as a whole. So I just, you know, you're not benching those guys clearly because it's too tough given the circumstances. But if you do have other options, I would consider benching DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Dearness
0: Johnson or Metcalf and Lockett?
2: Uh, PPR, I'd stick with the receivers. Non-PPR, I'd probably definitely stick with Metcalf over Johnson. Maybe Johnson over Lockett.
0: Okay. Sutton over these guys?
2: For sure. Oh, yeah.
1: Heath, who are you avoiding? You know, this might lead into one of the 62nd rankings debates because I peaked, Um, (laughs) but I'm avoiding Joe Burrow and I'm really a little bit worried about that game. I think these are two really good defenses and two teams that may prefer prefer to be a little bit more run heavy than we would like. A lot of times teams playing against the Ravens don't run very many plays and the Bengals have had a lot of games this season where they haven't run very many plays. So I, I'm. I would really. I'd start Matt Ryan. I'd start Tua. I'd start Derek Carr. Um, I Bridge- would start Bridgewater. James. Bridgewater. I'd, that's that's a right. I, I think I currently have Bridgewater projected just one spot ahead of Burrow. I may have to change that one because I'm getting more and more worried about that game. But they're right in the same. I think I've got them 15 and 16.
0: Yeah, and you know, you do have the foot injury for for Bridgewater. If that helps break the tie a little bit. All right, so you want to avoid Joe Burrow, and we're going to talk about T Higgins in a little bit. He is part of our ranking disputes. Jamie, who are you avoiding? Oh, I already asked you. Seattle wide receivers. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um news and notes for you. Sammy Watkins and Latavius Murray both miss practice. And we'll see how interested you are in uh in DeVonte Freeman if Murray doesn't play. But the Bengals' run defense has been really good, and they have faced I don't know if there's a team that's faced tougher running backs than Cincinnati. They haven't faced Derrick Henry, but I'll go through the list of who they've faced in a little bit. Again, that's the first game we're going to preview. Uh Sony Michelle mispractice. He's expected to play. Same with TJ Hawkinson in, in that game. I'm just editorialized here. I'm rooting for Jared Goff. I just I feel like Sean McVay hurt his feelings several times. <laughs> I feel like McVay was kind of a meanie pants to him, but I'm rooting for Jared Goff this week. Just throwing that out there. Let's go, Goff. Carolina needs some running back depth. They're going to sign Amir Abdullah. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is expected to play. Trey Lance likely won't be ready until next week. Heath, I have such a great Azer stat for Jimmy Garoppolo. Do you want me to save it for the game, or would you like to hear it now?
1: Jimmy Garoppolo is another quarterback. <laughs> I would start over Joe Burrow. Uh-huh. Um, so I hope it's in favor of Jimmy
0: Garoppolo. Oh, it sure is. Sure is. Okay, I'll I'll just tease it. We'll save it for later. Julio Jones mispractice. Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown mispractice. Are you guys ranking Gronk and Antonio Brown right now?
2: Brown, yes. Gronk, no. Okay, that's a good answer. Uh, I was waiting for
0: he. Yeah, we just, whenever a guy's answer.
2: been out for, you know, or leaves the game the week before or is out for, you know, weeks, we don't put them in until they're practicing.
0: Okay. Uh, Tony, Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay. They all miss practice. Darius Slayton was limited. Antonio Gibson miss practice. What do you think right now on Gibson?
2: I would anticipate probably a missed game. Hopefully it's not anything that lingers longer than that. I would be picking up Jared Patterson just to see. I would obviously be picking up JD McKissick in a 10 team leagues where he's available. But, um, I think if I, if I saw correctly, I don't know if it's league specific, but, um, sports line is starting to have higher projections for Patterson than they are for Gibson. Oh, Okay. And
0: I assume McKissick even higher than, than that and anyway.
2: McKissick, McKissick has top 12 upside in PPR this week. Yeah. I've got him ranked in the top 12. So I hope yep. so. I will too, by the end of the, but before the, before you listen to the show, probably. Okay. But, but that's assuming Gibson's out, Right. Right. We, we are, again, whenever a guy leaves the game, so we do not have Gibson ranked as of now.
0: Right, but you're know, you saying McKissick would not be top 12 if Gibson
2: plays, right? No, but he would be top 24 if Gibson plays. Okay. For sure.
0: T.Y. Hilton practice. I mean, they keep downplaying it, but I, I don't know. I, I don't think you can feel confident that Hilton's going to play this week.
1: Frank, Frank Reich basically said he doesn't. he's neutral, agnostic, doesn't care if T.Y. Hilton practices. It's more important that he plays.
2: Okay. I would say though, like if you have a decision, probably the only guy might be Tim Patrick, maybe Jarvis Landry. You probably want to play it safe. If 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 like you're completely stuck.
0: Yeah, uh, and Quinton Nelson designated to return from IR, so he's got I think three weeks now to come off IR. That's their star left guard, Damian Williams. Really missed him. (laughs) Uh, Damian Williams still on the reserve COVID list. And we'll talk about Khalil Herbert in a second. Terod Taylor is not going to play this week. And Dallas Goddard is still on the reserve COVID list. Right now, though, you guys are ranking Goddard. He is a start. And the Raiders uh, pretty bad against tight ends. So, um, yeah. All right. Let's hope Goddard and Damian Williams are able to get back on the field. Time for some 60-second rankings disputes. T. Higgins. Well, we know Heath is going to be a little lower on T. Higgins because he's avoiding Joe Burrow. But, Jamie, you've got Higgins 24th and non, 22nd in full. And Heath has him 39th. So make the case for T. Higgins, Jamie.
2: I'm probably going to drop him a couple spots as well uh, when I update my rankings. But I, I think you, you know, just looking at how this game will probably unfold, um, he's been better more times than not over the course of his, uh, I guess it's probably now 15 games with Joe Burrow. No, it's got be more than that. 17 games with Joe Burrow, um, where his track record is if he has seven or more targets, I think it's like uh, now it's got to be eight times out of ten, maybe, something like that, uh, where he's been successful, or maybe seven out of ten. I'll look it up. I I had it last week. (laughs) In in any event, um, if the targets are there for him, I think we will be okay. But it's more about who's missing this week and talent. And so I I, I think we'll see, uh, you know, if if Humphrey is on Jamar Chase, I don't know how much they're going to avoid throwing to Jamar Chase, but it may lead to some opportunities on the other side of the field for T. Higgins. So I'm fine with him as a low-end number two, high-end number three receiver this week.
1: Yeah, this is mostly, I think, just me being terrified of the Bengals in this game. And I I think I've moved him up to like 36, so he's not quite that low, and he may move up a couple more spots. I can't imagine he's going to crack the top 30, though. He doesn't have a game with more than 60 yards this season. They're not using him downfield, because that's now Jamar Chase's role. And so I think he's really touchdown dependent. This Ravens team has been amazing against wide receivers. They've given up the sixth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but that includes two overtime games as well. Um, I, I just think it's a terrible matchup.
2: So it was last week. It was, uh, nine times together Burrow and Higgins, uh, where he had at least seven targets and he scored at least 12 PPR points in seven of them prior to last week. So it's now seven of 10.
0: Yeah. I just hope he can get the targets. I just have no idea how many pass attempts to expect from, uh, from Burrow. And, uh, by the way, only one wide receiver, I believe, has scored more than 14 fantasy points against the Ravens. Who was it? Pittman. Pittman. That's right. All right, listen, we got more ranking disputes, but I want to tell you about a new sponsor. I am really excited about this new sponsor. I should be getting my package next week. I think Heath, Jamie, you're going to get it as well. Hopefully, is going to get it. Schrager and I were talking about this before the show started. We're fired up for Liquid IV. So right now is the perfect time. you got flu season. you got the colder weather. It's, you get dehydrated a little bit. So what you do is you take a packet of liquid IV, one stick of liquid IV. You put it in 16 ounces of water, and it hydrates you faster and more efficiently than water alone. And it tastes great. they got a lot of flavors. Straw- I'm all about the strawberry. Apparently it's incredibly so delicious. Good.
1: Oh, you've had Liquid IV. Oh, I've already got my package. I've- oh <laughs> I didn't I did three even know of that. In the last three days. All right, tell me about f- it here because I, I was
0: I was hearing about it yesterday and I got so excited for it. It sounds so good. By the way, you can find these in Walmart too, but I got a URL I got a promo code for you. You go to liquidiv.com, Liquidiv.com. Use the promo code FFT at checkout and get twenty-five percent off anything you order. When you get better hydration today using the promo code FFT at Liquid IV. And now I'm going to let Heath take it away.
1: Man, the strawberry is like Kool-Aid. It is absolutely delicious. I just want to drink it for fun. Yeah. Uh, there's also, though, there's one that is just specifically for your immune system, as you were talking about, moving into uh, this time of, type of year. So that would be great. And this won't apply to you, Adam, but I'm really looking forward to this on Saturday morning yeah. because there is no better... Um, not necessarily hangover cure, but hangover prevention also. Drink one of these before you go to bed. You don't even realize you had any drinks the night before.
0: Is it the tangerine that was the uh, immune booster?
1: I believe it was. Yeah,
0: yeah. I heard about that one. All right, great. So listen, this is awesome stuff. Clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, no gluten, no dairy, no soy. We're going to love it. You're going to love it. Go to liquidiv.com and uh, use the promo code FFT at checkout and that you get 25% off anything you buy. 25% off anything. Promo code is FFT, liquidiv.com. All right, back to the 60-second rankings disputes. And we've got Higgins, Eli Mitchell. It's really only in PPR. You guys both have him as a starter, basically, and, uh, you know, a good starter in non-PPR. Full PPR, Heath, you have him 21st, and Jamie has him 12th. So this is Eli Mitchell against the Colts.
1: Yeah, and I think I've got him up to like 18th now, so it, we're, we're coming closer together. I just, I think, and I told you, like I like Jimmy Garoppolo in this game, I, I think against the Colts defense right now, it's a lot easier to move the ball through the air than it is on the ground, and when they've thrown the ball to their running backs, they've pretty much thrown it to Kyle Juszczyk. So I'm not sure that the targets are going to be there, and I'm not sure there's going to be a ton of success on the ground for Mitchell, and then there's just this little thing, and it's not fair, because they've given us no indication this is the 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 truth, but I've got a little bit of fear of Kyle Shanahan coming off the bye and just somebody completely new is leading the team in running.
0: Yeah. Is Michael Hasty going to play this week? Do we know?
1: We don't know yet. Okay. All
0: right. So, Jamie, you're a little higher on uh, Eli Mitchell. He's basically a must start for you.
2: Uh, He'll be a little bit lower when I update my ranking, uh, (laughs) but so probably closer to 15. So I'm sure we're we're not far off.
0: Okay. Uh, How how about Khalil Herbert? Should we do Khalil Herbert then, since you guys are basically the same on Mitchell? Can? Sure. Yeah. All right. Let's do Khalil Herbert. I, I feel like you'll be farther apart there. So I know, Jamie, the Bucks matchup probably weighs on you more than it does for Heath. That's my guess. You've got Khalil Herbert about 25th, 26th. Heath has Herbert around 16th or so. So you're trying to sit Khalil Herbert, Jamie?
2: I would absolutely sit Khalil Herbert. Um, you know, you're, you're looking at uh, a game script that's probably not in his favor. Uh, I don't think this is a game where the clearly the Bears are going to have success running the ball. And we did see him catch two passes last week. Is he going to all of a sudden open up and be a significant part of the passing game? Because that's what you need to do to have success against this Bucks defense. So I would prefer to have no part of Khalil Herbert taking on the Tampa Bay run defense and probably the Tampa Bay defense overall, given his skill set and his uh, opportunities this week.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily disagree a lot. This is more uh, kind of along the lines of the Dearness Johnson thing as well. Like, he played 89% of the team's snaps last week and had 21 touches. I just think, for like, with my process, if a guy's going to be that heavily involved on a team that has been um, this dedicated to getting their running backs touches, I just, he's going to project really high, and it's a bad week for running backs.
0: Yeah. I, what about the Damian Williams factor? I mean, what's going to change if Williams comes off the COVID list? Oh, Williams is a
2: much better fit for this game.
1: But if they were both playing, neither of them would be in my top. Williams would be lower than Herbert is, and Herbert would be lower than Williams would be. So it'd be like Williams probably twenty-five to thirty, and Herbert outside the top thirty
2: if Williams was playing. I would have Damian Williams as a top twenty-four running back this week because you think he'd catch a lot of passes. Yeah, I mean that's just you know his his role would would be much his his game is but better suited for this.
0: Okay, finally we have Zach Ertz. Jamie's got him tenth, and Heath has him twentieth in PPR, seventeenth in non PPR. Heath. Why so low
1: on Zacherts? Again, this is a little peek behind my process, I, I suppose. Um, the Cardinals, the past three years, have been between 10 and 12% target share for tight ends. They just like Max Williams had two good games. Um, and those were the two games. I think DeAndre Hopkins had four targets in one of them. And the other one, Hop, uh, Kirk and Rondale Moore combined for four targets. So I, I'm more using what they've done over the course of the year and projecting more and Kirk and Hopkins to all have roles and, and AJ Green as well as well, of course. And that doesn't leave much for Zach Ertz in his first game with the team.
2: Jamie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> A little standoff there.
2: Uh he's your new toy on new team against bad team against tight ends. You know, I mean that's just the way I come come about it. They are. The, I think they're the worst against tight ends, or they are the worst. They've given up uh, four touchdowns to tight ends in the last three games, and so I I would be shocked if there's not some you know red zone opportunities for Zach Ertz against this defense. Which I mean, they're they're basically twenty point <laughs> underdogs. So
0: okay, uh, yeah, there you go. Cincinnati's at Baltimore. Let's get to the games.
1: We've got do a some- better job hosting, will you? I don't know. Oh you know? man, I did. I just realized something looking at the uh, like the Cardinals. Are facing the team is the worst against tight ends. Do you know how many fantasy points the Cardinals have given up to tight ends this year? Uh,
2: total uh, points.
1: Um, they've given up two P- non PPR fantasy points per game. There's been four of six weeks they've given up one non PPR fantasy point to tight ends. I'm dropping Akins right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about Pharaoh? <laughs> oh,
0: I have so many. I have so many Farrell Brown shirts. I just don't think I can drop them. Like, I just don't have the time in all my leagues. All right, Cincinnati at Baltimore. Here we go. Stat of the game. Okay, Devontae Freeman managers. Got to check his roster percentage, get the update there. Uh, the Bengals, they are 11th against running backs. They allow 3.62 yards per carry to running backs, and here is who they have faced. Dalvin Cook, Najee Harris, David Montgomery, James Robinson, Aaron Jones, and DeAndre Swift. You face that gauntlet and give up 3.62 yards per carry. That's pretty damn good. So, th- yeah, I mean, th- we got good defenses here. But where are you going to end up ranking Freeman? Or if Murray's able to play, where are you going to end up ranking Murray? Uh, you yeah, know, so Heath, you can start with the Ravens running backs.
1: Yeah, I, I think I have Freeman right at the beginning or right in the middle of the uh, running backs that we. I don't really want to start, but um, he's RB 17 in PPR. Um, I would start him over Dearness Johnson tonight. I, um, I think if you have him and Latavius Murray doesn't play, you're probably going to have to use him as the number two running back. So you would start Freeman over
0: Johnson even if we don't know of, of Murray's status? I think yes. Okay. Interesting. And their roster percentages are almost the same Jamie 66% for Latavius, 60% for for uh, Freeman. So that just shows there's some uncertainty there, obviously.
2: But, well, I think a lot of people dropped Latavius prior to last week cuz he'd been, you know, struggling a little bit. And why would you run back to pick him up if he's hurt? by comparison to picking up Devante Freeman, you know, yeah. so it's, 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 it's always an interesting process to see how people approach their free agents. You know, do they look at the projections on whatever site you play on or do you look at a rank list or do you look at like, for me, I always look at most viewed, you know, was, is, is the first place I go um, on roster trends. So I, I don't know if people just see the, the projections for Devonte Freeman, which has, you know, increased uh, from Tuesday morning till, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So he's, my guess, the highest projected Ravens running back. The, the the tricky part, I don't think so much at this point, is, is really Latavius Murray because if he misses, you know they're going to use three guys. It's what will they do with Tyson Williams if he's active? And yeah. so will he step into his old role? Will he step into Murray's role? You know, will you know who's the goal line option? Because that's really what Murray's been so successful at this season. So I, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's kind of blind faith with Devontae Freeman, to be honest with you. You know, looking at the way that he played, at the end of the Colts game, where he was very good, looked explosive in the passing game, and then looked explosive last week. But is he going to be explosive with more carries, or is he just you know a guy who's getting older that can do it in spurts and look really good, really good doing it in those spurts?
0: Yeah, and unfortunately, I mean, if you running backs beat the Bengals, it's through the passing game. Four running backs have had 40 or more receiving yards. It's not exactly something you expect from Ravens running backs. Okay, uh, Joe Mixon is a top 12 guy. Is there,
2: is there is their run defense getting worse? Uh, like it might because be. you know you look at what Aaron Jones did against them.
0: Yeah, the last week, DeAndre Swift had 13 carries. And James Robinson years. wasn't bad. No, he wasn't bad. 18 for 78. Uh, I I I mean I I know honestly don't know the answer, but I know that Jesse Bates is obviously a really good player. I don't know what he does for them in the run game. He's a safety, but some safeties are really helpful in the run. Oh game. no, he's
2: a big part of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and he missed the Cincinnati game, so that might have contributed. Yeah. So so Aaron Jones had his way, but then they bounced back nicely against. He definitely Detroit. missed the Cincinnati game. He definitely missed the, the Jacksonville games. game. He missed the Jacksonville game. Uh, okay, so who else in this game? So Mixon's easy. You got to start him, even though it's a tough matchup. And uh, Lamar Jackson. What was he? T- he's top five for you guys. Start him. Any concerns about Marquise Brown or Jamar Chase? Well, I mean, I we already talked about Higgins, who's going to be kind of a number two for Jamie, more like a three four for Heath. But what about Higg- What about Chase and Marquise Brown?
2: You can't bench Jamar Chase. You know, it's almost impossible at this point. He may have a bad matchup. He may have a bad game, but he's in that category. I think he's, he's earned it, that especially with all the teams on a bye. So, um, and I think the same for Marcus Brown. You know, you saw a bad game from last week. First time all season, really, he's had a bad game. You know, you, you could look at the Detroit game and say it was the drops. Um, but – I think you're still starting both these guys. For me, Marquise Brown is, is I think has a big opportunity in front of him. I, I like him a lot. I, I like him actually better than Chase this week.
0: Okay, yeah, it's just you know for Chase, you got a lot of wide receivers in his class. Tyree Hill, Cortland Sutton, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams. None of them had more than 50 yards. Amazing uh, how good this team has been against wide receivers, the Baltimore Ravens. But okay, I understand you're starting him. Tyler Boyd, he starts it.
1: No. No, no, he's uh, he's uh, he's not. Yeah, he's behind T. Higgins for me, so I would really like to avoid him.
0: Anyone else, Rashad Bateman? I'm I'm gonna ask these questions this week because you know, like I'm starting. To- I
1: would. I think I like Bateman more than Boyd. I do too. Okay, okay,
0: and that, uh, that might change if Sammy Watkins plays, but right now we're gonna think Sammy Watkins is
2: not playing. It would definitely change if Sammy Watkins plays, but for now, yes, Bateman.
0: Start Mark Andrews and Baltimore's DST is. Looks like top 12 for everyone. Looks like top 5 for Heath. The Bengals uh, have been sacked 10 times in their last... No, no, no. They were sacked 10 times in their first two games, only six since. We will see. All right, Let's go to the Colts and the 49ers. Are right, you ready for the Azer stat, Heath? Pro Jimmy Garoppolo? Yeah. Okay. So he made three healthy starts. Three starts that he didn't leave with an injury. If you remove the two touchdowns that Trey Lance scored in those games, <laughs> and if Jimmy Garoppolo had scored those touchdowns instead, one was a rushing, one was a throwing touchdown, he would have scored 21 or more fantasy points in all three of those games in six-point-per-passing touchdown leagues. So there's your Razor stat. Give him Trey Lance's uh, touchdowns, and we don't expect Lance to play in this game. And you
1: got a low-end starter each of those three games. That was the most Azer stat, I well, think, maybe ever. <laughs> it was.
0: You're you're just assuming he's going to score those touchdowns, but one was like a one-yard run, one was a five-yard pass. Uh, you really uh, believe in him as a streamer this week?
1: Yeah, I think it's a good matchup. Like I said, I think the Colts' run defense is a lot better than their pass defense right now, and there's no Trey Lance to come on the field and take Garoppolo off the field, so I, I think he's going to be a low-end
2: starter this week. The Colts just lost uh, Julian Blackman. He tore his Achilles in practice yesterday, so another blow to their secondary.
0: Who do you like better, Wentz or Garoppolo?
2: Garoppolo for me. Garoppolo.
0: Mm. It's very interesting. Yeah, man, this pass defense. I think they have they give up the most touch, t- highest touchdown rate, something like fifth in yards per attempt. They've really just been awful.
2: Multiple. Yeah, they're one of four teams to allow ten touchdowns to wide receivers.
0: Yeah, they've allowed multiple uh, receiving touchdowns to a wide receiver in four of six games. So that means Debo is a is a slam dunk. Any interest in Brandon Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, or Rashad Bateman?
2: Bateman for me. Uh, Bateman, but Ayuk's not a bad DFS play for the showdown lineup.
1: Ayuk's a guy that I wanted to pick up and have on my bench just in case. Again, San Francisco coming off the bye, some things could be different,
2: but I can't start him. I mean, he might get it is. Targets. It is kind of interesting that uh, the new Dante Pettis is now worse than the old Dante Pettis, mm. who's now in the Giants. I do have Dante Pettis currently ranked ahead of
1: um, Brandon Ayuk. I,
0: I would I would advise against that. By the way, well, I assume you're not you're not putting uh, Darius Slayton in yet.
2: No, uh, no. Right. So Darius Slayton would be better than the old Dante Pettis, which would then mean the new Dante Pettis <laughs> is better than the old Dante Pettis.
0: I believe it or not, I mean, I, it's just crazy. I'm I'm gonna have to start. Da- uh, Darius Slayton this week. It's just well, terrible. when
1: when your entire team is New York Giants, you have to start a couple of yeah, them. Yeah,
0: I guess so. Right, they're all the other ones are all hurt. Uh, so Wentz or Bridgewater.
2: Wentz.
1: I might make that move. I think I've got Teddy higher right now, but okay. Right.
0: Start Jonathan Taylor. He has three straight games with 114 or more total yards. Na'im Hines, any interest? No.
1: No. Okay, if Pittman and Hilton both play, who do you prefer? Pittman. I think I have Pittman one spot higher. They're both number three wide receivers.
0: I can't tell what kind of matchup this is. San Francisco's defense confuses me. I mean, they did great. We don't, yeah, we don't know yet. Yeah, they they did great against Metcalf and Lockett. They did great against uh, Devontae Smith. He had two catches for 16 yards, but Adams and Hopkins had huge games. So uh, These
1: guys are not those guys. But. No.
0: <laughs> no, they're not after all. Okay, so Pittman or Higgins?
2: Pittman. Pittman.
0: Okay. H- uh, Hilton or Higgins? Hilton for me. Uh Higgins. Mo Ali Cox, top 16 tight end, three straight games with five or more non-PPR, eight or more full PPR points. And again, uh, probably a, a good defense against tight ends. But yeah,
2: He'll be lower for me.
0: He'll be lower for you. Who are you going to move ahead of Mo Alley-Cox? Cole Komet. Really?
1: Interesting. I really want that to be true. So bad. Okay.
0: Um, all right. Well, look. Ricky Seals-Jones out of him, right?
2: As long as he's healthy, yeah.
0: And then yeah, let's talk a little bit more about Eli Mitchell here. I know we had the dispute earlier, but... 19 carries in week one, 17 carries in week two, only nine carries in week five, but no other running back in more than one carry in that game. So he has been the feature back all three times he's played. And Colts allow the second fewest points to running backs, four yards per carry. Really, though, it's just they haven't allowed touchdowns, just two touchdowns by running backs entering this
2: week. So how many how many touches do you anticipate Mitchell getting? Like What do you have in projected for you?
1: I will tell you that I wouldn't, I'm going to guess before I
2: look 16, maybe 14. Okay. So that's, it's funny. Cause that's a, that's a, that could be a big swing because there've been four running backs with at least 16, 50, excuse me, 15 total touches against the Colts <laughs> and three of them, either hundred total yards or a touchdown. The only one that didn't do it was Mark Ingram and we know he stinks, but he still got 81 total yards in a 31, three blowout. So you know, the other three guys would be Chris Carson, Daryl Henderson, and Derek Henry. Now, I don't know where Mitchell slots in. Probably somewhere <laughs> in between. Um, sure. But if he gets 15 total touches, I think he's got a shot to, you know, crack the code against the Colts. Plus, you're probably looking at game flow and game script. I think they're playing with a lead. So, I, I like Mitchell. So, like I said, he, he's a little too high where I have him ranked right now. But I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, finishes inside the top 15.
0: Yeah, and right. I'm not convinced that the Colts, even though they give up the second fewest fantasy points, it's really just been about everybody's throwing touchdowns on them, and only t- and one of the rushing touch one of the running back touchdowns was a receiving touchdown, but only one rushing touchdown by a running back so far. But that could change. I mean, going to, into Week Five, uh, the Jets had given up like two passing touchdowns all year, and then Matt Ryan had a huge game. So those things can change. Uh, that's about it. Any any interest in Ross Dwelly?
2: Deeper leagues, tight end premium.
1: Yeah, I, I think, like, I am starting him in a tight end premium league over Austin Hooper. Um, I I think his usage in his first game without Kittle probably not indicative of what we'll see with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, he'll get more targets this week is my expectation, but he's not a top 15 guy.
0: I guess I should have asked earlier, but with Beckham likely out, any interest in David Njoku this week?
2: No. Not really. I okay. mean, not with Case Keenum.
1: I've got him higher than Dwelly. All right.
0: Well, I'm glad I didn't ask earlier. That was a big waste of time. The best game came with Beckham on the field. Yeah. But week one was also very good without Beckham. Whatever. He's joku. And we're going to take a break. And when we come back, Atlanta is at Miami. We'll tell you about Mike Davis and how Miami's just been horrible against the run lately. We'll be right back on Fantasy Football today. Atlanta is at Miami, and your stat of the game, Mike Davis has scored 9-12 to 12 PPR fantasy points in every game. He just kind of sits there, just exists. So when you <laughs> when you look at... Uh, well, first of all, you think he's going to have his best game yet? More than 12 PPR fantasy points for Davis?
1: Sure. Yeah, it's possible. I, again, this is another one of those situations where we're coming off the bye. I believe Week 5 was the first time this season that Cordero Patterson had more carries than Mike Davis. And so you just hope that they don't say, man, things have gone a lot better when we give the ball to Cordero Patterson than when we give it to Mike Davis and we just see a, an even bigger role for Patterson.
0: Yeah, he had such a bad start, Mike Davis, first five games, and you don't think maybe Wayne Gallman would be worth stashing? You think Davis could lose his job?
2: I mean, in deeper leagues, it's not not a bad idea. You know, the first game Gallman played, he looked more explosive than Davis, but... I hope fresh legs, you know, the, the matchups weren't great for him to start the season. You know, and oh. so now you, you're looking at this defense and it's it's certainly exploitable. So hopefully we see that from, from Davis, from Patterson, and maybe Gallman. And then we see how it shakes out between the latter two.
0: Okay, so anyway, the Dolphins. The Dolphins um, have given up 14 or more non-PPR, non-PPR fantasy points to a running back in five straight games. Singletary, Peyton Barber, Jonathan Taylor, Fournette, James Robinson. A running back has rushed for a touchdown in five straight games against the Dolphins. I know that you guys like Patterson a lot, but when you look at Mike Davis, compare him to waiver-wire running backs, Khalil Herbert, Eli Mitchell, Devontae Booker. I know he's not going to be up with Daryl Williams or anything like that, but would you start Mike Davis over Mitchell, over Herbert, over Booker?
2: Uh, I would start Mitchell over him in non-PPR. I would start Freeman over Davis in PPR. Uh, I would start Davis over both Booker and Khalil Herbert. I think I have Davis behind all of those guys.
0: Okay. Let's go to the quarterbacks. Matt Ryan is top eight. Are there any must-start quarterbacks on a typical week that, that is not on by that, that you would start Matt Ryan over?
2: Um, Daniel Jones, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the one
0: I was going to ask about. No, nah, so Yeah, he's ahead of Tannehill, Burrow. But he's not ahead of Hurts or Rogers or Kyler, etc. Um, and then two is not far behind, two is tenth. You guys have Ryan eighth and two a tenth, and you both have Derek Carr right in between. Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, two a of Iloa, Ryan Tannehill, Jameis Winston. There you go. Seven through twelve, six through twelve. Six through twelve are exactly the same for you guys.
2: Where's Dave? Different?
0: From six to twelve, yeah. Very he has Aaron Rodgers second this week. You guys have him sixth. He has Brady sixth. You guys are a little higher. Whatever. But he has Ryan eighth, and he has two a tenth. So you all three of you have Matt Ryan eighth and two a tenth. Who does he have ninth? He has ninth. Great question. Joe Burrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. uh, Patterson must start. Calvin Ridley must start. How about Russell Gage? Any interest in Russell Gage?
2: Not much, but. You know, if the if the corners are still banged up for Miami, there's an opportunity there.
1: I I might put him in that Brandon IU category, but I just think it's probably going to be Ridley one, Pitts two, running backs three, and Gage four.
0: Now I or know five, I guess. In that I know. Instance. Yeah, everybody's going to start Kyle Pitts, coming off a great game in London two weeks ago. But obviously, Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage did not play in that game. So I, I, you know, I'm not saying to sit him or anything, but I think if we had had this conversation two weeks ago before the Dolphins game. You could say, hey, a guy like Dallas Goddard or a guy like Mike Kosicki, Uh, You know, who else am I forgetting? Noah Fant tonight. Could you start him over Pitts? And I think it would have been a tougher question back then. You all have Pitts fourth behind Kelsey, Andrews, and Waller, um, and you have Gasicki fifth. So I, can't, I guess it's not an easy call. But my question, I guess, is, is Kyle Pitts just good or do you think he's great this week?
2: I mean, I, I hope he's great, but it's more of a... I think procedural thing as well, you know, did, who did you pick up to replace Kyle Pitts last week? So, like, I, I have a couple scenarios where I picked up Hunter Henry, and I'm just playing them both because I don't have a better flex play. So I, I, I'm i sticking Henry or Pitts wherever you want in, in the flex. But if you picked up, you know, Gasecki or or Henry or, uh, you know, if, if you want to take a chance, I think it's stupid. But Zach Ertz or, you know, what about Goddard? I don't know if Goddard was dropped, but, you know, sure. He was like 62%
0: roster, right?
2: You can consider it, but I I just think, you know, you're you're looking for upside here, and this Dolphins defense is just not very good. And so hopefully, you know, Pitts is a big benefactor of what the type of game I'm hoping Matt Ryan's going to have, as we saw in London.
0: Okay, going over to the Dolphins side. Heath, any interest in a Dolphins running back? Um, Let me just answer that No, Gaskin's the
1: highest... Oh. ranked for me and there's a chance that they just decide to use him again. Maybe they give him an opportunity at the start of the game and this time he plays well. But he's a, he's a, just a, I have no better options flex
2: is what he is. I, was I gonna, would start him over sorry. Johnson and PPR. But I think all the other replacement guys are better.
0: I was going to play this <laughs> when I asked you about starting.
2: Miles Gaskin. Uh, gonna just so keep funny. an eye on Malcolm Brown missed or was limited in practice I think with a rib injury. Maybe if he's out, that's the answer that helps Gaskin. And maybe if he's out, stash Savon
1: Ahmed.
0: And a running back has four or more catches in all but one game against the Falcons, 39-44 to 44 receiving yards in three of five games. They've been a little bit vulnerable there. They give up the eighth most receiving yards per game. Jalen Waddle, start or
2: sit? Start him. Must start.
0: Waddle or? Waddle. Waddle. Shepard.
2: That's Shepard uh, Shepherd for me, but that's they're back to back. Love them both.
0: Waddle or Metcalf? Waddle. Waddle or Pittman? Waddle. What if Parker plays? Does that change anything? No.
1: Yeah, I would drop him down, but still ahead
0: of Metcalf and Pittman. What is Waddle's yards per catch this year?
2: 2.8.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of faith in Jalen Waddle. He better get the targets.
1: He pretty much has every week, hasn't he? Are we going to do yards per catch like it is YPC, I guess, still. So,
0: well, it's just in his situation, he does, he's doing nothing with these catches, you know. He's just he's scoring touchdowns. He is sometimes scoring. I mean,
2: yes. you know, two games with Tua, uh, sixteen or more PPR points in both of them.
0: Yeah, the first game with Tua, he had like five or six targets though.
2: But he scored. He did score. Yes,
0: two of the touchdowns. And, and
1: that, like, if we're going to talk about yards per catch, he averaged fifteen point three yards per catch in that game.
0: Hey, all right, that's pretty good. All right, Mike Asicki is a start. Uh, Gasecki or Hawkinson? Hawkinson facing the Rams.
2: Uh, Gasecki, Gasecki. Okay.
0: And that is it for this game. Philadelphia is at Las Vegas. Stat of the game, a running back has 81 or more rushing yards against the Eagles in four straight games. That is Zeke, Clyde Edwards-Elair, Chuba Hubbard, and Leonard Fournette. Well, that would be about 40 carries for Josh Jacobs. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, don't don't get mad. You know, just
1: like and then seriously, the, this one is so easy. Jalen Hurts and Derek Carr are top 10 quarterbacks, start them both. Josh Jacobs and Miles Sanders are top 12 running backs, start them both. Hey, it's not that easy. That like that what would one hundred percent that easy. What would we be here for if it were that easy? You know, like well,
2: Miles I think a lot of people here you say top 12 running easy. backs and they and they they probably you know do a double take because they've been so bad. Sanders right. more so than yeah, exactly
0: Jacob. like to, to call Miles Sanders he's top fifteen for everybody. You think he's thirteenth for, for Heath and fifteenth for Jamie and PPR. Who hasn't scored a touchdown yet? Who's been pretty big bust? Who has like 29 carries you know, in his last four you're games? You're not
1: giving Josh Jacobs any credit for his touchdowns at all. We're just going to make jokes about his yards per carry. Miles Sanders has been awesome. He's averaging 4.7 yards per carry. He's got
2: 29 carries in his last four games. I, so I I almost made him the start of the week. I I feel like this is the breakout game for him. Um, it just everything you hear from Sirianni, uh, the Eagles crowd in that game last week against the Bucks. Uh, it's 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 time, you know, and and time to feed him. And I don't know to what extent. You know, I don't think he's getting fifteen carries like we saw in week one, but he might. And so if he gets uh, you know, anything north of that in his total touches, he had nineteen total touches in that game against the Falcons. Uh, by the way, it's a game they won on the road. So you gotta give him more opportunities and I'd be shocked if it doesn't happen this week. I don't think they're getting blown out in this game. And if you take the blowouts out of the equation, you can
1: ace stat it a little bit, he's pretty close to fifteen touches a game. So, look, I'm
0: not saying to sit them, by the way. I'm just saying that it's very reasonable for fantasy managers to have questions about whether or not they should start or sit Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs.
1: Uh, and, and I'm just telling you that we are starting them both this week,
0: okay, all right. And I think they could get blown out. I, you know, they're bad. and you know, they like the Raiders are not. So
2: you just have to warn, wonder with the is this the hangover game for the Raiders after. The win last week, first game without Gruden. You know, this is this is the game you want to see how the new coaching staff per se, I know it's the same guys, but new head coach and and things changing. How do they get the guys ready to go home game against the Eagles with a bye week coming?
0: Well, Jamie, if I'm worried about one team having a hangover, it's the team that's visiting Las Vegas. So,
1: you know. It's true. I mean, we've got like multiple, we got three games, I think, this week with like thirteen point spreads or bigger. This one's a three-point spread. My blowout concerns are pretty low.
0: Okay. Well, Vegas is always right. I, I, I You're piss, pissing me off because you're making me say that. like You're making it seem like I'm sitting Sanders and Jacobs and I'm not. But I just think that it's reasonable to have the discussion given the way they've performed this year. Okay.
2: okay. Well, I mean, there are probably some people that have, I would guess, those guys versus the pickups of the last couple of weeks, like Herbert versus the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um. Maybe Daryl Williams versus the two of them. I can't imagine that you're not starting Williams over those guys. But um, why, well, Jamie? On, I
0: have at least one league. I think maybe two where I have both Daryl Williams and no, just one. Daryl Williams and Chuba Hubbard, and I would start both those guys over the running backs in this game.
1: Yes, <coughs> they're both top ten running backs.
0: Yeah. All right. So at least we're on that same page
2: there. Devonti, but like for example, like you know, you asked me with with Elijah Mitchell right now. I have Mitchell ranked ahead of them. That's something I'm changing.
0: Okay. Uh, Philadelphia wide receivers, I don't think anyone's going to trust Quez Watkins. But Devontae Smith, how much do you trust Devontae Smith? Three really good games and three really, really bad games so far this year.
2: I don't want to trust him, but I'm probably not going to sit him, depending on what I have. <sighs> so, like, I like him better than Higgins. I like him better than Boyd. I like him better than Allen Robinson. I like him better than... Um, I like him better than Tyler Lockett. Dearness Johnson. I like him better than Dearness Johnson.
0: How about Miles Sanders, Josh Jacobs, or Devontae Smith? No, I
2: start the running backs.
0: Okay. And, yeah, I mean, the Raiders, it's weird. I talked about this last week. They give up the fourth fewest points to wide receivers, third fewest yards per catch to wide receivers, YPC for life. But then last week, Cortland Sutton, big game. Tim Patrick caught a touchdown. So I'm not really buying it, but they have been really good. Their pass rush is solid. Dallas Goddard, top 10 if let's hope he plays. And the Raiders have been oh terrible against tight ends lately. 86 yards or a touchdown in four straight games to tight ends. All right, so, Derek Carr, two bad weeks in a row, then a really good game at Denver. And Heath, you're just all good. Derek Carr?
1: Uh, all good. Derek Carr. Bye, NATO. Kenyon Drake? He's, he's a, a high-end number two quarterback who's been pushed into the top 12 this week because of all the guys that we're missing.
0: How about Kenyon Drake?
2: he He's not a bad desperation flex.
0: Any Vegas wide receivers? Renfro.
1: I... I'm not sure if I have Renfro or Ruggs or Devontae Smith ranked higher, but they are all right in the same range as that number three Hilton, Michael Pittman range. Um, It's an
2: interesting week for Ruggs because if the, I think the Eagles, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they used a lot of Darius Slay on Travis Kelsey and Kelsey struggled in that game. And I saw a quote from Slay talking about how basically Darren Waller is a wide receiver. And so, will they put him on Darren Waller and maybe negate Waller a little bit, but in that Chiefs game, Tyreek Hill went nuts. He's really the only number one wide receiver to go off against the Eagles.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, and, and the, the Eagles, though, they, they don't give up big plays. That's their thing. But Ruggs has the tendency to get big plays on anyone. You know, he just, like the Steelers, for example, have given up two pass plays of 40-plus yards this year, and he has one of them. He had like a 60-yard touchdown in that game. Uh, so I think last year the Chiefs, under Spagnolo, they're typically, not this year, but usually they're really good at avoiding big plays, and Rugs had a couple of them against the Chiefs last year. So that hasn't really mattered. I mean, he either gets it or he doesn't, and you know what you're dealing with with Ruggs. Not a lot of catches. You need him to have that 30, 40-yard catch. Uh, and then Renfro's obviously the safer PPR target there. you got to start down Waller, but four straight games with 45 to 65 yards. Jamie just talked about... The possibility that Slay could be on them. I mean, look how about this: Kyle Pitts had 31 yards, George Kittle had 17, Travis Kelsey had 23 yards. So is Darren Waller really the number three tight end this week? Uh,
1: you, you you almost grinned to yourself a little bit. You felt felt so clever for asking that question. Like ah, I
0: got him. I want you to know. I want you to know that fantasy managers at home view things differently than than we than we. Not everyone, but a lot of people do. So when you know, I put a hey, who are you worried about? People say. You got to talk about Darren Waller. He's been a bust. I see that. So I'm giving it to the people, Heath. I'm 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 being their voice. You're Bane. I am. Good. Would you sit Waller? No, I can't do it anymore.
2: We give it back to you, the <laughs> people. Okay. All right, fine. He's number three. Fine, great. Uh, I don't feel comfortable with it, to be honest with you. But it, Thank you, it's Jamie. also FOMO.
1: Who would you feel comfortable with at number three? No one. I'm gonna put Mike Gesicki there? <laughs> put TJ Hawkins in there? <laughs> Kyle Pitts, who's Adam's he mad at us is, for he, ranking him number four. No, I look, I can, I
0: can see Goddard. You know what? I'll make a bet with you. Goddard versus... If Goddard plays, Goddard versus Waller. Now, I will start Waller over Goddard because he's Waller. But
1: you would like credit if Goddard's better than
0: Waller. 100%.
2: <laughs> you can't do it unless you can going to start him. There's no way. Can't make that Just kind of for
0: fun. Uh, we'll see what happens.
2: Um, uh, I, I, I will say he's... One of, if not the best, low candidates you'll find. Waller. Yes.
0: Okay. Kansas City at Tennessee. But he has been a bust. Stat of the game: Kansas City has allowed fifty-seven or more yards to six tight ends in six games.
2: Ferkser or Waller? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you disrespecting Jeff Swain?
0: Whoever or Waller, uh, this team cannot defend tight ends. Three touchdown, a touchdown in three straight games to a tight end. Uh yeah, so whatever. Unfortunately, it probably doesn't matter in this game.
2: Play Julio at tight end.
0: There you go. Yeah, so this game's fairly easy. Is Mahomes? Yes. <laughs> Daryl Williams, top ten for you guys. So, any any surprises where you said, "Wow, I can't believe I'm ranking Darren Waller or sorry, uh, Daryl Williams ahead of this running back."
2: Well, it's tough to put him ahead of Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs. I mean. As good as those guys are. <laughs> uh, speaking of yards per carry, Darrell Williams was amazing last week. Um, no, I don't think so. Nobody like that stands out tremendously.
1: Yeah, I, I have gone back and forth. I just this morning put Williams ahead of those two, um, but I I don't know that I necessarily like it. Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. Right. He only had twenty one car- He had twenty one carries, but only sixty two yards, two touchdowns. He did have three catches last week. Tennessee's defense is really bad. The running back has scored in four of the last five games against them. Start Tyreek Hill. Uh, does McCole Hardman enter the discussion this week?
2: Yes. Uh, yeah. They just lost another corner. So deep league, if you're stuck. Uh, he's got, I think, 15 targets his last two weeks. So uh, I think you know, it's not more, it might be more than that. that. I think it's like I 18 targets his last two weeks. Maybe he had 12 and then five, I think. 12 and six. Yeah. 12 and five.
1: Um, Yeah. I've got Hardman right now ahead of uh, Allen Robinson, ahead of Tyler Boyd. I've got him ahead of T. Higgins. I've got him ahead of whichever Browns wide receiver plays. Um, Now he's still just 35th, but.
0: Okay. I don't. I I mean, I feel like Higgins, nobody's going to. People aren't going to really start him over Higgins, but I understand. You know what I mean? I don't know that people are going to have the faith in Hardman. You'd really. I
1: I don't know that you have to have. That much faith in him to start him over Higgins is what I'm saying.
0: Right. Yeah, you're low on Higgins, sure. Start Kelsey and Tannehill. All right, so Tannehill is just behind Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, and Tua Bailoa. He is 11th for you. How much does Julio Jones' availability matter in your ranking of Ryan Tannehill, Jamie?
2: It doesn't. Honestly, it doesn't. I mean, think about where he's been in his career. Uh, with the Titans he never had Julio Jones no he had other guys obviously you know Corey Davis and uh, John Smith and, and whatnot but uh, I, I think he'll get enough out of AJ Brown he'll get enough out of whatever Derrick Henry does in the passing game he'll get enough out of somebody and and to your point you know somebody might score a touchdown from the tight end position whether it's Furks or Swain. Swain almost had a touchdown in, in the game against the Bills uh, you know coming just short at the goal line or two yards whatever it was um, So, yeah, somebody will help him, but he'll run, uh, chasing points. You know, this is the setup for Ryan Tannehill you've been waiting for.
0: Okay, and he is actually just being smacked in the face by touchdown regression because he's on pace for more rushing and more passing yards than last year, but 19 fewer touchdowns. He's also throwing more this year, three or four more attempts per game, I think. Uh, but just not not scoring touchdowns this year, and uh, Kansas City does allow still the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. However, the good quarterbacks have been Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, and Josh Allen. Start Derek Henry, start A.J. Brown, and if Julio plays, he would be what Heath?
1: Um, in the Miko Hardman T. Higgins range, a low end number three wide receiver.
0: I get it, but just tell me why, because that's so tough. T- that's such a tough pill to swallow.
1: Um, you don't have any degree of confidence that he's going to finish the game. Um, he's not playing a full complement of snaps when he is on the field, and he hasn't like he's has for like three plays this season. Look like Julio Jones, but other than that, he really hasn't.
0: The Chiefs give up the most. This is really surprising. I and mean, they're usually very good at at avoiding the big play. They've given up the most 40 plus yard pass plays in the NFL, eight of them. And that's it for this game.
1: I, yep. I also just found a fun stat. Mikkel Hardman this year is averaging more yards per scrimmage from, per game than T. Higgins. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: But it's just, it's so frustrating because he's, you know, sometimes it's Pringle and sometimes it's Robinson. It's just not – he only has one touchdown this year, you know, so you don't never know who's going to get them. when
2: Cheetos and Doritos get involved. <laughs>
0: Let's do some rankings here.
2: Cheetos. Yeah, if I was Tyreek Hill, actually, I would change my name from Cheetah to Cheetos. Yeah, there so you go. Pringle, Pringle and Cheetos.
0: Cheetos, Pringles, Doritos. How would you rank them?
2: Uh, Doritos, Pringles, Cheetos. Yeah, Doritos,
1: unranked, unranked. Oh, come on.
0: When was the last time you had those? They're
1: really good. I don't know about um, Cheetos, but Pringles are great. I didn't Pringles eat those great. back when I ate those kinds of things.
0: Pringles, Pringles are, are very good. And, you know, they're really fun, too. Well, the problem with Pringles is once you get to the bottom or close to the bottom, you got to turn the whole tube over. They're not the most user-friendly chip.
2: Okay. See, the, pro- the problem is, and, and you'll experience this when your kids are a little older, especially when they start playing sports. hmm um, when you bring the Pringles for snacks, they have the little snack size ones, so you don't have to worry about that anymore.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, that's good to know.
2: I can't remember the last time I had Pringles in, like, the big tube.
0: No, you're really missing out. Stat yeah. of the game. Um,
2: for oh, uh, yeah. Just one note, uh, Samaj AP Ryan activated off the reserve COVID-19 list.
0: Yeah. You know, I saw that. I decided it wasn't show-worthy, but I guess it is. It's show-worthy.
2: Good handcuffs. Well, with Chris, Chris Evans is banged up. And somebody will work in some some form of capacity in tandem with Joe Mixon, so it's probably not P. Run again.
0: It's it is show. I should have said it. Should have been a better host, like you told me earlier. Stat of the game for the Jets and the Patriots. they each other again. <laughs> <laughs> Jacoby Myers has two games with more than eleven PPR fantasy points. Damian Harris had a combined ten carries in those two
2: games. It's been. How you know, many pass attempts Mac Jones had in those two games?
0: In the Saints and the Bucks games, I'm going to say he had. 80 combined.
2: Uh, I don't know the total number, but it was more than 40 in both. Oh. So, yeah.
0: So, I went under. Yeah, it's been pretty... like 40 and 50-something. It's been pretty game script dependent for Meyer. When they haven't been able to run the ball against the Saints when they were getting blown out, against the Bucks because it's the Bucks. he's had good games. When they have been able to run the ball, Harris has good games. I don't know that they've had a good game. They haven't. They haven't had a good game the same week. So, Heath, is it a Harris week? Is it a Myers week? Or will it finally be a both week?
1: It looks more like a Harris week just based on the opponent and what they'll probably do to Zach Wilson. So I think Harris is a low-end number two. Listen, in in full PPR, I think I'm probably still starting Jacoby Myers as well. Even if it's a five for 60, that's probably good enough to start this week. So um, I don't want to start Myers in non-PPR, though.
0: Do you want to start Harris in full PPR?
1: He's a low-end number two running back.
0: So Damian Harris, Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, who's the best?
2: Jacobs or Sanders? Uh, Harris, non-PPR. I don't know for me if it's close. Um, in PPR, I would probably put Harris behind those guys because you expect them to be a little bit more in the, involved in the passing game, but very close in PPR.
0: Would you? Are you going to put Elijah Mitchell ahead or behind Damian Harris?
2: Uh, Harris ahead of him in non-PPR. Uh Probably similar range. Probably Harris ahead of him in, in PPR as well. Um, I've got Harris in both, yeah. I I think one thing that's encouraging for Harris is not an injury report this week, so that's good. You know, he's been dealing with that rib injury and uh, back injury. I think it's been for the last couple of weeks. But how much more work is Ramondre Stevenson going to get? That's the yeah. question.
0: So who's who is the second best running back in
2: this game? Ramondre Stevenson for me.
0: Michael Carter. And who is the best wide receiver in this game?
2: Myers. Because
0: um, hmm. I was a little surprised that Corey Davis even cracked your top thirty guys. I, you know he's twenty, he's top twenty-five, and, and he had two catches for eight yards in the first game. Yeah, against the he's too
2: high for me. Um, I was I was actually contemplating Myers or Crowder, because in the week two game that was Braxton Barrios without Crowder on the field. Yeah and Barrios had 7 for 73, I think 11 targets. Yep. How um, do you remember all that?
0: Huh? How do you remember all that? I mean, I have it in front of me, but
2: well, I just wrote about Crowder yesterday. So, okay. I I think Crowder's in an interesting spot because if you just go game flow, you know, it's uh it feels like he's going to be that that guy. He's going to be what you hope Myers is.
0: Yeah, man, I'm really you know, you got to be nervous about Corey Davis just if if they put if they put JC Jackson on him, it's probably going to be a long day. Um all right, so I don't know. Some of this game Heath the way you so you do so it's, succinctly.
1: Uh it's really really gross. Damian Harris is probably the only guy that you really like starting in non-PPR and he and Myers are both
2: starts in PPR.
0: Don't forget about Hunter Henry.
2: Sure. What do you mean sure? This, this is the problem for Myers. Henry yeah.
1: Well, but also how many targets did Hunter Henry have last week?
2: Uh, I think two or three.
0: But he only threw twenty one passes last week, I think. But yeah, again, they well, may not, they how, might how have many is he gonna throw like, against the Jets try, this yeah, week?
1: They may, yeah, That is the problem. He had two he had two targets last week. He has one game this season with more than forty two yards. So I've got Hunter Henry ranked as a top twelve tight end, and I think I'm starting him, but the floor is like two points.
2: Yes, there there is there is a problem if he's getting this few targets clearly, but I think you're just starting to see maybe why Myers is not having the ceiling plays that we saw in those two games. And and you're right game flow is probably the most important reason. Um, You know, volume for Mac Jones is 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 a big reason clearly, but there's another guy in the middle of the field that's proven to be a little bit proven to be reliable as well.
0: If if uh, one of those guys is going to catch a touchdown, do you think it's going to be Hunter Henry or Jacoby Myers?
2: Let's see. One guy scored three straight games, one guy yet to score in three straight years. Um, I think you got to go with Hunter Henry. Uh, Myers is due. Myers is due, man. He keeps getting so close. Myers is going to throw a touchdown pass to Hunter Henry. (laughs) Uh,
0: Tim Patrick or a wide receiver in this game? Patrick.
1: Myers and PPR.
0: We're done. Thanks, for everybody, for listening and watching. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the NFC Home Games. we got a live stream today at 2 p.m. YouTube.com slash football today. We will answer more of your start and sit questions. And good luck in week seven.
2: Let's get going. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon
1: when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or...